The ICU DJ, Sunday, November 25th, 2018, a true story. Lisa has been here for seven days, and it has been a long Thanksgiving weekend in the ICU. The activity, energy, and vibe are just different over the holiday weekend. Lisa is being well taken care of. There is just less overall activity. There is a highly competent skeleton crew on board. I ask the nurses about this phenomenon. I learn that there is a protocol slash negotiation process for who works on holidays. On this quiet Sunday, it is just me and Lisa and one of my favorite nurses. I have a connection to her as she took care of Lisa before she went into cardiac arrest. She experienced a conscious Lisa and our friendship. She is the only person taking care of her now that I don't have to explain our relationship. Who are you to Lisa? She is my soul sister, my best friend. I am her power of healthcare attorney. This conveys a great deal, especially the power of healthcare attorney designation as I am the person to legally make all of the shitty decisions. However, it doesn't come close to describing our friendship. We have known each other since high school, lost parents and friends, and raised children together. We have picked up one another off of the floor in despair, celebrated life's milestones, and proclaimed, you are so damn sexy for insert nerdy shit. Lisa's sedation has been lowered and then increased once again today. It was decreased earlier to test her ability to breathe with the hope to get off a respirator. It did not go well. There was anxiety and distress. She is still on an ECMO with the hope of removal over the next days. When you are connected to an ECMO, blood flows through tubing to an artificial lung in the machine that adds oxygen and takes out carbon dioxide. Then the blood is warmed to body temperature and pumped back into your body. The ECMO saved her life, both and it has tremendous risks. I learned nobody here really likes the ECMO. I said to a nurse, the ECMO freaks me out. He said, me too. It is only a bridge. The risks include bleeding due to the medication that's given to prevent blood from clotting in the tubing, infection at the sites where the tubes enter the body, transfusion problems since a person on ECMO is given blood products, small clots or air bubbles forming in the tubing, increased chance of stroke. Also, she could lose her leg where the ECMO is placed. If she loses a leg, she will no doubt kick my ass with the remaining leg. Her pacemaker defibrillator was adjusted today as it was counterproductive with the other treatments. I am told Lisa has a 50% chance to live. I'll take it. She is so angry. Earlier, she was banging the bed rail repetitively with her hand. At one point, she tried to break my arm She is a furious, semi-conscious person. The nurses ask me, is she typically an angry person, volatile? 
I want to say, not unless you grab her ass at the gas station or litter the street from your car or hurt her child or curse her out for no reason. She does not care for racists, fundamentalists, or lazy thinkers. I don't say these things because I'd have to tell them the fate of those who did those very things or demonstrated such characteristics. Instead, I say, no. She is a loving, intelligent, awesome woman who wouldn't hurt anyone unless provoked. This highly medical invasive environment is what she has been attempting to avoid for five years. I assume she is confused, scared, and pissed off about being here. She is only 49 years old. I am restless and tired. I feel helpless. I know in my heart my presence here with her matters, but I wish I could do something to be more helpful. Lisa and I share enthusiasm and love for music. We were dance majors at the Milwaukee High School of the Arts. Lisa's daughter, Gianna, is a percussionist. Lisa, like many parents of musicians, has done everything in her power to encourage and support Gigi's drumming. Lisa and I have more than 30 years of live music performances enjoyed together. I have my laptop, so I make a playlist entitled Heal Big Mama and DJ in Her Room. I build the list and start playing songs as I make decisions. Themes of hope, healing, love, and strength are involved. I consider some of her favorite songs and artists and include tracks that may be soothing. I don't feel that I really know what she needs right now, but try to channel, connect, and fathom what is needed. There is concern about whether Lisa has experienced brain damage due to multiple cardiac events. Today, she continues to be monitored by an EEG. An EEG is a test that detects abnormalities in your brain waves or in the electrical activity of your brain. During the procedure, electrodes consisting of small metal discs with thin wires are pasted onto your scalp. The electrodes detect tiny electrical charges that result from the activity of your brain cells. The charges are amplified and appear as a graph on a computer screen or as a recording that may be printed out on paper. Your healthcare provider then interprets the reading. The paste is really glue. This distinction matters because kids eat paste and survive. This paste adheres the electrodes to Lisa's scalp and has the most foul and toxic smell I have ever experienced. I am concerned about the health of the technician who does this gluing all day long for patients. If Lisa were have to been awake during the more than hour-long procedure with this glue and these electrodes, she would have stopped the process out of the certain horror of the abhorrent chemical smell. It is an odor that if I smell it again, I will recognize it immediately and my eyes will water. With 25 electrodes adhered to her scalp, still sedated but not restrained, she remains my beloved. As I am playing music, 
I notice. Lisa's brain waves on the EEG computer screen are being activated. We begin with Fat Freddy's drop. Hope. Let love flow down Let it fall to the ground Therein lies the rules Reaching for the street All I wanna do This is not Lisa's favorite song, although enjoyed previously. It is my 8-minute, 44-second go-to jam. It is my way to convince the music session, my meditation, my prayer for her, us, and our connected, beautiful, hurtful world. We move quickly to India Ari, Erica Badu, Aretha Franklin, Bonnie Raitt, Cassandra Wilson, Al Green. I experience the visual pleasure of brainwaves dancing with every song, feeling more and more encouraged with every track, and remembering the many years of our private dance parties, club scenes, concerts, and music battles via text and social media. I see your Missy Elliott and Ray's with Big Mama Thornton. Kapow! Zap and Rogers' More Bounce to the Ounce is one of Lisa's anthems. A gorgeous, robust woman, she owns this song on the dance floor. Many times, I have gyrated around her gloriously, honoring her confident, slick bounce and ounces. Get it, Big Mama. Bit into the song, with her nurse charting her vitals beside her, Lisa begins to bounce. She lifts her arms, palms up, bouncing to the rhythm briefly. I jump out of my seated position from the standard ICU couch, run to her bed, and kiss her. I knew you were still in there, girl. I knew you were still in there. Yeah. 
I DJ for six hours, but never get the same response from Lisa. I play Judy Garland's Somewhere Over the Rainbow. A nurse unknown to us stops by. I just love this song. Thank you for playing it. There is an awkward pause between us that is both beautiful and sad. I'm not going home, but I need to go home. The nurses have told me that I need to go home at night or risk becoming delusional. One does not get peaceful rest in an ICU. Plus, they are breaking the rules by letting me stay in her room. Every time I've left, she's had a cardiac event. Music did not save Lisa. Love and music connected us from the moment we met through her last breath and to this very day connects us still. Bounce with me. Tomorrow,